This is the Manabites Podcast, a ministry of ministrysauce.com. I'm Landon DeCrestis. I wanted to talk a little bit about this concept, as you'll probably see in the title, in asking the question, what is the Christian ideal? When I ask that question, people might cock their heads to one side and have that inquisitive look on their face and really wonder what in the world I'm talking about when I say the Christian ideal. In any particular context, when we talk about the ideal of that context, it is basically the concept in which when everything is firing at all cylinders, everything is working well, everything is going according to plan, what would it look like? The Christian ideal is an interesting statement in my opinion, and I didn't coin it or anything like that, but in my opinion it's very interesting to start thinking about the Christian ideal. If we go to one full end of really that thought, as Christians, we think about the Christian ideal as heaven. You know, it's this paradise, beaches, umbrella drinks, uh, you know, just never suffering again. And we picture ourselves, you know, playing our harps on the clouds that were made just for us and, you know, enjoying our mansions that were made just for us. The Bible gives us a different look of what the Christian ideal is. And when we see the life of Jesus, we actually are seeing the Christian ideal. Now, I know what you're thinking. As Christians here on earth, how are we supposed to live? And isn't the Christian ideal to eventually get to heaven? Well, in a way, yes. We anticipate heaven because... That is what the Bible tells us is our reward for faithfulness, salvation, and all of that. But sometimes we forget about what the Christian ideal is here on earth. With every moment that we have breath, what is our purpose? What is the most extreme form of living Christianly? And I did make that up um, a little while ago or Christ-like, or whatever the case may be. Sometimes we get angry with Jesus because he's not taking away all of the bad stuff when we pray. Perhaps we'll get on our knees and fold our hands together and we'll close our eyes just like we were taught in grade school on how to pray. Maybe we even pray in the King James Version, and you know who I'm talking about when I talk about that. People that will talk one way, maybe they have just a different kind of colloquialisms and a set of colloquialisms. And then all of a sudden when they get to prayer, they start speaking almost as if they're in Old English or whatever the case may be is their language. Very formal, very professional. Now in a way I get that because God is holy and there's the reverence aspect and you know we could talk about that for a moment. But anyway, I kind of got sidetracked. But uh It makes me wonder, and I think about, going back, I think about the person who prays the prayer and and truly, truly desires for God to come through because they're suffering, and they look at the suffering around them, and, and they're heartbroken. 
There, there's one side. On the other side, there's some of us who pray, and I include myself in this from time to time, pray that God would not allow bad things to happen or God would not allow discomfort in our lives. We say, Lord, please bless me. Please help me to have a smooth ride and help me to just not experience anything negative. And our Christian ideal kind of comes from that in the context of our lives. The Christian ideal, if whether we admit it or not out loud, is a situation in which Jesus has saved us from a past that is negative, a past of sin, a past of destruction, a past of just hurting. And Jesus transitions that into this life filled with reward and dividends and happiness and just eternal joy. Now, we have eternal joy in heaven, so that's one side. But here on earth, we know that we live in a fallen world. So the question is, in the context of a fallen world, what does the Christian ideal look like? If we look in Scripture, we see that in Jesus, we see that in the disciples, we see that in so many places. Paul is a great example. That he was able to live in a faithful, loving relationship with Jesus Christ, and display that to other people in the midst of his own suffering. It never came to the point in time in which someone would say, Lord, please don't let me experience anything bad whatsoever. Instead, the Christian ideal in this particular context looks more like, Lord, as the bad things are happening, be with me, empower me, and equip me through the process. So if we are Christians, if we are the people that God has called out of the world, we have to, and this is kind of an interesting way to think about it in my opinion, we have to then turn around equipped, armored, and go back into the world to bind wounds to display compassion, to love on those who perhaps don't know him or perhaps those who do know him. But we serve a world that is fallen. It's a complete upside-down kingdom mentality when you think about it. Because in our opinion, if we're in charge of the kingdom or if our side is winning, then everything should go right, everything should go smoothly. But Jesus never says that. You see, Jesus still lived in the context of an oppressive kingdom, of one involving people being used as billboards through crucifixion, people being intimidated by do-what-we-say-or-else type government mentality, and ones that didn't seem to make sense from our perspective as a place in which you can have true Christian faithfulness and joy. But yet, it happened. Jesus was able to minister in that situation. Now, here's something that Christians do a lot, especially in America, because I can talk about that, because that is where I'm at right now, and that is pretty much the only context I have access to. 
In our opinion, the Christian ideal is one in which no suffering, just like we just talked about, also that our political party will win, whatever that political party may be, and that our person will be in charge, whether that person is a Christian or not. So we often tie the political with the spiritual. In early Christianity, we see a completely different mentality. The followers of Jesus could enact their faith and display their faith and love on those around them no matter what political system was in place. And this is just one example of how things operated back then. Jesus never came here so that our side would win. He already won the victory. The same God that created the universe, everything from nothing, is the same God that can speak life, peace, joy, hope into our hearts. And this life, joy, peace, hope that's spoken into our hearts is internal while the chaotic world around us is external. All of this can exist within one universe. But understanding that the world is a fallen world and we have sin in it, we are the perpetrators, we are the rejectors, we are the ones who have thumbed our noses at God and we have offended him. We have to understand that we are the ones, as a civilization, as a people, we're the ones that are bringing the suffering to ourselves. So there are things that we can do on a humanly basis, or on a human basis rather, that can alleviate suffering for those around us. But sometimes we get into this mentality that we must survive, we must be the ones to comfort ourselves, we must be the ones to fix everything ourselves when God gave us certain abilities, talents, gifts, treasures, so that we could be people to instead of looking inward, we look outward and enact the Christian ideal outwardly. So what is the Christian ideal? If we were to put it in some sort of context or some sort of definition or paint a picture of what that looks like. The Christian ideal, according to scripture, is living in a fallen world and trying to make it better. It is not a world that we ourselves in our own resources, in our own abilities, in everything that we possess will transform everything just by our own energies. But it's one in which we become the ambassadors for Christ. We become the light bringers, as I preached about this last week. And we are the ones that are actual representations of the eternal God, temporally, to the world who desperately needs to find that hope. We see so many people falling off the deep end, figuratively and literally, because they have lost all hope. If we would open our eyes and pay attention to the world around us, we would stop getting into these mentalities of woes me, why am I suffering, and we would start to wake up and see that we can help be a solution to the people around us. 
I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know what that looks like for most people. But for me, it's just a constant dedication to the Christian ideal. And this is what it means to be faithful daily and to make a difference. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you would like, comment, subscribe on whatever this is particularly posted. Uh, I'd very much appreciate it. Share it as well. And subscribe to my blog, ministrysauce.com. Like I said, hope you enjoy. Have a great day.